knocking everything over with this freaking star. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, and this is BBQ Big Brother Quarantine. With me as always, it's Jade. Hey, guys, what's up? All right, we're here to talk about the week two nominations. The Sunday episode that just aired, it's Sunday, August 16th right now. So the fifth episode of this Big Brother All-Star Season 22. We already were here the other day talking about the live feeds where we caught a lot of this info as we do. And I don't say this often, but it's kind of obvious you're listening here to a Big Brother pod. Of course, you know, we're going to get live info feeds. Uh, I've started going to uh, Cliff Hogg, who played last year. He does... uh, social media, either YouTube or Instagram, like I mentioned last episode. And so uh, he's a good source of news to figure out what's going on in the house. And obviously, we'll be talking about all of that uh, spoilers, which I assume you would know if you're listening to this Big Brother pod. And if you are, once again, thank you. Shout out. Yeah, I know. Let's get right into it. Yeah. So uh, a lot of what happened in this episode, we knew um, As always, though, it's interesting to see because you get the talking heads, you find out what people really are thinking, and then there obviously are certain things that we know about, we hear great detail about, like the safety suite, but until you see it, you don't know. You, we hear like that it was, had to do something with drinks and stuff like that, but we, I still wasn't sure what it was, we just knew that Christmas crushed with her time, we knew that going in, so... Uh, it was interesting to see from that point of view. Yeah, no, I I like it. Like, it's a kind of weird because um, from, like, a show perspective, like, you kind of just, like, in the past, we, like, binge the season, like, on and on compared to, like, having the live feeds in the middle of the show. It's like you kind of already know what happened and you're kind of, like, playing catch up when the new episodes happen. But it's also... It's cool because it reveals um, a lot from a lot of different house guests. Right. And the thing is, in the game, you may tune into a live feed and you hear one conversation and you think it's one thing, but you never know what that person's really thinking. We're getting, I think, a little bit better at that as far as the live feed today. Right before we tuned in, uh, Danny was talking to Kevin outside. She was talking game to him. And... she was getting information from him. She was asking him who you think's in an alliance. And she was just taking that in because she he threw at her about uh, Memphis, Cody, Tyler, and Nicole. But she did, he, Kevin didn't throw her into that mix. And she just took it and was like, I see. That's interesting. Like she was just gathering information. So we know where she stands as far as like she's in there with them, you know. Right. But... Uh, it's interesting to see the way it's presented and stuff like that. Another thing I'm being reminded of right now is uh, Memphis bursting out to notify everybody about how the uh, have-nots work now. Each week, it started with the four, and that started from the first head of household competition on move-in night. The players who failed to win HOH but qualified for the second half, one of them, and that was Christmas, won money, and the the other four were the have-nots. So that's how that worked. But going forward, once you end your have-not, you personally have to pick one other person to be the next have-not. So people were really stunned. Memphis had no reservations about throwing it right to David, clearly marking him as a target. Yeah, um, it's funny because, like, people in the house, like, know that David personally has been throwing Memphis's name out there, and obviously it got back to him, so he's like, well, you're gonna go at me, I'm gonna go at you and screw up everything in your body, and hopefully mentally, so you do bad, like... Because, like, that's another thing, too. Just, like, live feed talk. Apparently, like, slop really does, like, screw you up. Like, they, like, say, like, it physically screws with you. And mentally, like, I think, like, a phrase you use, commonly used, is, like, your brain, like, is, like, mushy. And, like, you can't, like, process things as easily. 
And so you're kind of just like a zombie in the house. And I'm like, personally for me, I know I can't survive that. Like, I just know I'd have to go for the shakes because I ain't doing no slop. Like, I'm tiny. I, like, I'm just not built for that. Like, I already get, like, crazy as it is. So, <laughs> anyway, um, getting back to the show. But... Yeah, so I know from the live feeds that a lot of people weren't actually, were hoping that it was going to be like some other process of selecting have-nots. They were like, oh man, if I have to choose someone, I'm going to hate this. Like, I don't want to pick anyone because, you know, it kind of, it creates a little target on you. Like, oh, like, why'd you pick me, you know? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so Memphis chose David. And then it was Ian. Ian stood up and he was really struggling. He obviously wanted to do it again because that's kind of his gameplay and it was original. Take as many punishments as possible. Like, he really is there to play the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, and I feel like in a way that that was definitely part of his strategy. Like, take his, take the punishments, take the sucky eating habits so people be like, oh, yeah, he's like a cool guy. Like, he ate all that awful stuff. And yeah. We should keep him around because he's nice, you know, stuff like that. Um, Memphis did throw out that that is not allowed. You can't self-nominate. Yeah, you can't pick. You can't pick yourself because, especially since you're already have not, you can't do it twice twice in a row, like two weeks back to back. Right. Um, You could obviously get nominated again, like the next week and a week after that or whatever but yeah um so yeah he was like any any volunteers wanna wanna go up and everyone was like not making eye contact and it's like don't don't pick me like i don't want to i don't want to do it and then um finally nicole f was like okay like i'll do it i don't want to see you struggle and i'm like cool that was nice of her um it's funny too because they kind of have their mini alliance going on as well um and then who was the third person so uh nicole a she gave the reason of she picking the person who she thinks could handle it the most yeah and like good spirit about it yeah and that was christmas right and you know i feel like i kind of dragged on her in her last season even like a little bit this time but damn i can really like as like as much as people can like say stuff about her i can really admire like what i've seen of christmas like she really is like Oh, she really is super competitive. She's a really good cook. Like, I've been seeing her cook hella. She's amazing at fitness. Um, she's, she seems to be super nice with most of the people. She's, she's really, um, good at, like, psychology. I know at one point she was talking about that. And I'm like, damn, what a well-rounded person, you know? She is, for the most part. I think the only thing with her is people can, I guess, last time and early on this game may have found a little off-putting that uh, she can seem altogether, but then she can also, uh, like, uh, very, like, high-string lose it. Like, you looked up something. I didn't even know about this, so you might be able to speak about it, about some crazy, like, attack or something like that. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, no, I get that. But, like, like, and obviously in the house, like, you're with these people, like, 24-7. Like, yeah. obviously you're going to understand them more compared to us just watching the live feeds, pre- like, when we do, when, when we get the chance to. Um, so it's a very different experience being the viewer and actually being inside the house. But, yeah, going to um, Christmas's... Um, what do I call this? Um, Just police? A story. I, don't know. I, I don't know. Story, yeah. <laughs> um, pa- past criminal history, I guess, is what you could kind of call it. Um, so I was curious because I don't usually go on Twitter, but ever since Big Brother came back on, I've been loosely going on just for that. And, um, at one point, Christmas was brought up a lot because people were apparently like rehashing this incident that happened a few, re- I don't know how long ago. I think it was like, a few years maybe less i'm not sure wasn't that long ago after the first game i i'm not sure i know i know it was involving one of her kids okay. so that's how i know it wasn't that long ago because her kids are pretty young um but yeah so i think she lives in florida correct me if i'm wrong um somewhere around that area and there was like this whole situation going on with i think like her either like her husband or like an ex-husband or something like that anyway like a significant other and they were like hella fighting or whatever and i think she threw like a coffee cup if i remember 
and I think there was something involving, like, a car, I don't remember all the details, I just know that, um, there was, like, police involved, and it did go on her record, so people, like, use that against her, or whatever, um, I think it did involve her, her kid, um, I think that's why things got, probably got heated, something about, um, custody, possibly, I don't know, I think I remember seeing custody in there, um, but, um, honestly, I'm just trying to remember this off the top of my head, so my facts could be a little mushy, but, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it sounds serious anytime it has something to do with that. It's, you know, serious, but at the same time, uh, it's obviously not so much that they weren't willing to bring her back. And they have, uh, they have no reservations about not bringing people back, like the the rumor that evil had out there that uh, they can't stand Zach and they right. won't bring him back for anything and they definitely have people like that you know yeah so like obviously there's like a list of people where it's like you like keep tabs on them in a way like if the, if you'd want to bring them back and that's probably what happened to her right um so yeah getting back to the have nots the fourth person was it was Kevin nominating Kaser and the reason he gave was he couldn't figure it out and the first thing that came to his mind was first out in the head of household competition and he was one of the first out so that was his reason for that so um getting further into it obviously uh people start to pitch to him where they're at and it became this whole theme and we had heard this but uh obviously we didn't see it all on the live feeds but that he was encouraging everybody to play safety suite and he's like just play it like take your game into your own hands uh if you don't feel safe play it and like i'm not telling anybody they're safe I think you phrased it in a really good way earlier when we were talking about it, and I feel like, it's funny, because, like, I feel like sometimes when we talk, I'm like, damn, like, we should be recording this, like, this is hella good talk, but you phrase it in such, like, a good way of trying to, like, understand Memphis in a way that I probably, or, like, most people probably, like, wouldn't think of, and that was in the way of, like, a, was it, like, a like a football coach you, you phrase it really well you you, you do it <laughs> well thanks for saying that but yeah uh, i was saying from like a sports mentality and it's sports. been it's been interesting to hear even caser uh, talking to janelle as they do a lot they game a lot they seem like they're gaming every day for uh, periods of time they'll spend and the cameras will focus on them and they're just gaming 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 trying to figure things out figure out who's with yeah, who that just proves to you like everything's really switched day, day to day sorry day to day oh yeah no doubt they can change quick too people can be with one set of people and quickly change their mind and and, and flip but um yeah, from the whole, what I meant by the whole sports personality when I brought that up was that Memphis, he did say, like, he just wants to come in here and win and he wants this game to be about competitions and winning. And I get that. And I was saying, I was trying to think because the way that it was being portrayed, um, like on the live feeds, the way people were talking about it, they were like really mad at Memphis on the live feeds. All the other house guests are like, damn, why was he so brutal at the nominations? Like, I don't know. I think maybe Cody just set the table as being like maybe too nice at the first one. So anything that wasn't as nice as Cody came to like a shock as the house because Cody is so nice, you know, but uh Memphis is really coming at from that point of view of where he's like almost trying to like sports motivate and like th almost thinking as a viewer like like I love that when like in sports they're like you want this competition come get it and it's like motivates people and he wants to actually see that the best in people and it's obvious he's like going at David and it not as like any other side reason but as somebody who only played a week last last year really he had to sit and cap and come back but he didn't win any competitions so he probably just viewed him as like 
Like, you want to show you're a competitor? You want to show you're an all-star? And I thought he was going to do that at the table, like skipping to the table. The way they were talking, it sounded like he was going off. Like, Nicole, I told you that you weren't safe. I told you to play for that, and you didn't. That's why you're up. And David, you want to play with the big dogs? Well, here you are. Sit at the table. And, like, I thought he was coming more aggressive, and it wasn't anywhere near that level in the end when we finally see it it was so calm and like he just said it and it was like i can't believe they took it so hard yeah okay i had like a little like it wasn't like that big relation but it kind of like all clicked in my head while you were talking and yeah just skipping ahead to the table because like it we we already know they're not we already know that they're nominated so it's fine it's fine um i just had like the thought of how it like you were saying it's like sports and everything like that for david it worked and it like he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna win this thing and i'm gonna get back and i'm gonna get you back because you like put me up in a weird way it did yeah weird way it did Uh it set him off and if he does survive this week which right now it's looking like that i've said to you multiple times now off record uh, so i'm gonna put it here on the pod that he needs to dig down this next one is most likely a endurance uh, endurance competition and if he can't get this he really can't blame anybody but himself that's true and no like he's he seems like a really good competitor the comps that we've seen he like fights and i guess in this next one like he was hella close Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. The, well, the one that we haven't seen yet. The one we haven't seen, seen yet. yet. So I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, going back to the nominees, yeah, David was like, it worked for him, what Memphis did. And I think Nicole, it did like, it really like did the opposite. Like it like, it screwed with her. Because like with David, it was like rose up and Nicole like went down to the dirt. Right. And the interesting thing with that is Nicole, the two, two takes on this. One she took it as a you can't tell me what to do type thing from him so she didn't want to just bow to him what he said and she tried to to stand stall stand tall and make a stand and that's good but you also do need to read the room and realize what danger you're in there's another thing i said to you off wax that like too many people sometimes you get worried about reserving like these powers and these energies and these safeties and like they're there for a reason you use things when you need them and he he did give clear indication that she's not safe he's not in an alliance with her and you know Uh you have this tool there for you yeah and that's funny because i feel like the whole idea of having like something like a safety suite or a veto or a power is just like it, it's also like human like psychology like i like adding psychology little bits in here because yeah. like i i know from personal experience and i know like other people that are like this too when you have like a product or something that you like like and is special you don't want to use it because it's right. like it's nice you know and it's like oh like i have it like i'll just like i don't know like i'm thinking of like oh like there's this like expensive perfume that i have that i like rarely use because it's like oh it's just like i have it you know yeah. And it's like it feels like the it's like a similar kind of equivalent to that. Like it's special. Like I'm gonna save it for like special occasions. Yeah, and it's funny. I do get it also from a game point of view because, like I've talked about a bunch of times on this pod, I was led to Big Brother from running out of Amazing Race episodes. And on Amazing Race, they have the Express Pass option to be able to skip a challenge. And that one is also hard to gauge when to use. Obviously, the worst case scenario is that one time and it became like an epic moment where a team had an express pass, didn't use it and was eliminated. And it was like the only time that it ever happened. They had the power and that's this case. They didn't use it. Uh, But to compare it to this game and why you might not want to use it is knowing really when to use it and when to not like Janelle and Kaser they got caught up in the moment the the first week but she didn't need to he would have got the automatic win had he just swiped and she could have played this week and kept them safe in return yeah that's true if one person plays and that means that one person wins right (laughs) right so I mean he still would have played but it would have been like Kaser with a time of eight minutes Versus nobody, you win. Yeah. 
God. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So uh, she did waste that there. And, you know, it is possible. Like everybody else, a good amount did end up playing this week, including like Cody. Now Cody can't do it next week. Let's say like a Caser or Janelle gets it next week. Cody could definitely be a target of theirs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially with everything, them knowing first week everything was going on. And that's the reason why they played in the first place. Um, do... Oh, I had a question. No, just go back. Well, just to put a wrap on what I was talking about, Amazing Race, I've seen it where teams have the express pass, and then they're like, today's the day. We're going to use it. They use it, and it ends up like they had... They skipped a competition they could have easily done, and then they run into the very next one, and they can't do it. And if they only would have had the Express Pass for that next one, it would have been fine. In Amazing Race, you definitely need to vibe out what's your last uh, competition of the day before the checkpoint, before the checking in for the day. It's hard. It's hard. I get what you're saying for sure, but I think it's like harder to equivalent to Big Brother and the fact that it's weeks and weeks and weeks. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying, like, when you have this ability... Yeah. Like, you got to know when to deploy it. And I definitely... To bring it all the way back around to Big Brother and Nicole, she had all the signs in the world to play it. One, Nicole A. One, Memphis basically told her to do it. And two, she was sitting right by the door. Not everybody was, but she was in the little area right by the safety suite door. And she saw player after player after player go to swipe. And she didn't. And she has a little talking head talking about, is this a moment I look back and regret? And maybe it is. But at the same time, she can't be too hard on herself because there's no way she would have beat the winning time. Right, yeah, that was insane, the winning time. Quick question, do you think, like, unintentionally, or possibly, like, even in their subconscious, or maybe even, like, something they don't say? Because, okay, think about it, like, Keisha, Janelle and Kaser liked Keisha, and now Janelle and Kaser like Nicole. Do you think, like, all their allies are just gonna go, like, poof? (laughs) They are, and day by day on the live feeds, I swear they had the same conversation today that they had yesterday, where they were counting out who they had, and then they just always kept coming back to the realization, like, we're screwed. We're screwed. They kept saying we're screwed. They're like, we've got, we've got us, we've got Bailey, we've got Devon, and then she's like, you can get Christmas? He's like, yeah, yeah, I got Christmas. I got Christmas. That's five. He's like, Kevin, I guess that's six. And they can't find another person to vote for Nicole A. So they're like, that comes to like a tie. And it's like with Memphis, like he, he's with us. And it's like, they just, they're not seeing the true alliances. They see, everybody appears to see Tyler and Cody, but they don't see the other parts of it. Yeah. Um, we mentioned this last time that Cody has all these layers and that could start to work against him if people start talking. But as of right now, he's very layered in as far as protection and that he only has Kaser sure. and Janelle coming after him. Yeah, it definitely worked out, him, his plan so far. Yeah, the only thing is today on the live feeds i caught him saying that he was a little frustrated and upset with memphis having told him to use the safety and he's not listening to him in return like he's trying to tell him to like backdoor like caser janelle and like supposedly he's not listening and from a personal standpoint i don't want to see that backdoor and cody's also said like he's playing from an old school point of view where um a backdoor is like the worst thing you can do and that's not honest and that's not you know that's not real gameplay so Cody's try to see it from a new point of view where it's like who cares do it you know get him out of here play the game you know but uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does because honestly, as of right now, I'm hearing different people say different things and nothing's off the table. He keep the nominations the same. That's probably most likely. 
But uh, just in case it's not off the table, I've told you this a few times off wax that like if he wants to play hard, if he wants to game, he's got already this other bigger alliance to protect him. Why not go at one of them? He has the power now. It almost makes sense, doesn't make sense that he doesn't go after them. I don't want to see that, but it almost doesn't make sense that he doesn't go after one of them. Yeah, and it is kind of like, like why this HOH, you know? Right, right. Um, we should talk about the safety suite. Yes, definitely. But before we do that, uh, you paused it on the screen. I know you wanted to talk about uh, this kind of side social moment that happened. Yeah, I wanted to pause it so we didn't forget about it because I think it's important. Um, so, okay. Um, Bailey, Devon, Kevin, and Danny were in a room um, talking about... Um, well, specifically, Bailey and Devon were talking. Um, Danny and Kevin were kind of just listening. But, um, yeah, they were talking about um, how growing up as people of color um, and getting called all these mean, terrible, awful names um, affected how they perceived themselves. And how they also brought up this video that's been going around um, where a... Um, yeah, you. I remember you talked about it. I actually haven't personally seen it. Yeah, it's not new. It's not it's new. Not it's been around like a while. I, should, I it's, feel like I should have seen it by now. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel, I feel bad in a way. No, it's like a like a psychology study right. video where they're trying to show how like uh, like racism or even like. Uh, the devaluing or demoralization of uh, black or African-American people like happens at a young age and they take a, uh, a young black child and they ask, they put uh, two dolls on a table, a black and a white doll. And they ask, you know, which one is more, uh, which one is the pretty doll? And, you know, majority of the time they pick the white one and then uh they even go with the question which one is the good doll which one is the bad doll and they would pick the white one as the good doll and it's like it's so sad but it's like it's like being like somehow like you know taught and ingrained if not by their parents by like society in some way and that's obviously what needs to change and one of the cool side parts of big brother here and i'm 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 glad and i'm thankful they're embracing this and not just yeah. like they could let it go on the feeds but they've featured it a few times now one the caser conversation and now this Davon one where they're talking about this and even during this one Davon has a talking head where she kind of gets emotional and it's really cool to see it's such a real and honest moment and she says that like like uh, this like is so beautiful and this is so important like her being able to speak and get this message out and that's so great like this matters this representation that I'm here that I can be this symbol for for good you know yeah everything yeah definitely and um i really i really could appreciate um her stance it like it made my heart hurt a little bit she started crying um talking about how she let other people um make her feel bad about herself and took away um like like she didn't like think that she was pretty or beautiful and she is like she is so like gorgeous and like I just, you know, it like, it like really like gets to me, you know, and I'm just like, gosh, like how, how can people, you know, like what is history? Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I, I wanted to also mention the fact that Bailey said, um, I know she's currently married to, um, Spoggy C, um, her husband and she was like, I'm like really scared to like have like kids right now because of everything like going on. And, um, Davon, who has a cute little, um, daughter. I'm not sure how old she is. I think she's, I don't know. Uh, anyway, she's super cute. Um, she, she talks to, well, she's, she's able to, like, understand. So she's, like, at, at that age where she can understand, like, important talks. Um, so, yeah, she talks to her daughter about, um, everything going on right now with Black Lives Matter and, um like, loving herself and, like, being, like, her mom, like, being there for her, obviously, and I thought that was really nice, because, like, you know, like, we want today's generation, like, I'm, like, 20 years old, I want, like, all, like, 
these like past like 10 15 years 20 years like my age group and growing from now on to like grow up in a world where like we just all like accept support and love each other right right yeah no i'm totally with you i really hope so uh i almost can't believe like you know uh you know that the hatred continued and you know had this boil up but uh, i've heard you know positive people say that like this is like this is the end of it and it's like this last grasp of like you know this hate you know that making this last push and this will be the thing that pushes it down and and pushes us forward for for the better and and hopefully that's the truth and you know we're gonna make it the truth we're gonna make it the truth yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so Back to the game. Um, like you said, safety suite. This episode was really focused on the safety suite and how Memphis really was pushing everybody to try to use it. Obviously, that's a tactic. There's still one more week of eligibility. And if he pushes everybody to use it, there's little to no competition for him in week three. Oh, wait. There's a, it's only available for three weeks? It's only available for three weeks. I thought it was available so, longer. Okay, no wonder. Oh, yeah. Enough. All right. So the tactic is to... Have everybody's uh, use wiped out, and then week three comes along, and there's little to no competition for him. Everybody who hasn't played yet right. will play okay. week three, a hundred percent. I see that. I yeah, see that. there will. The weirdest part will be if they like accept the scanning, because it's like, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you scan in if you haven't played? Like it was one thing oh, for the first like two weeks. Like- like, if you still have a skin, but, like, you, like, don't play? Yeah, like, why would you even do that? So, like, they might not even do the scan-in thing. They just might be, like, you still have a safety pass, so you're playing. Oh, weird. You know? Okay, yeah, I could see that. Because, like, why would they let it go otherwise? It, the The only thing that's sad about that is there was, like, a cool drama to it. I think what they should do is put something else on the table and be, like... If you have a safety pass, you can either play for safety or if you don't choose to play, you could get a prize. So really tempt you like, do you feel safe enough to go get that prize? Are you are you good or do you still need to fight for your safety, you know? That could be fun. Yeah, that is that is a fun like idea. Um especially with how most of the time the prizes are involved in like outside world so it's like ooh like yeah, yeah. it's funny though because like you can't like offer someone a trip to hawaii no you right can now. a trip it just, it just yeah it's obviously you can't cash it in right yeah away. that's yeah, true no you can offer people trips trips and stuff like that so a car yeah no all that and uh, they have in the past they've been talked about that in the house how uh one season or multiple seasons they used to give away cars more often if i'm thinking back right they also did it on uh uh till death do us part season yeah they gave away a car that season too yeah so yeah they got away from that a little so as far as the safety suite went, it, uh, one of the most interesting part about it is to see they start the hour countdown and to see when people scan. The first person to scan was David. He knew he needed to play. Uh, that being said, he waited uh, till it was about a half hour left. So at about 30 minutes, he decided to swipe in. Yeah. And then... And, okay, I have a question for you. I couldn't really tell. I don't know if you can. When someone swipes, is, like, the house, like, alerted with the noise? They are. Okay. As soon as David scanned there, the, it's played a sound throughout the house, which says, like, uh, entry accepted. And uh, Enzo was like, whoa, somebody scanned in. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, yeah, interestingly, everybody asks and everybody, who are you going to play? Are you going to play? And um, we know from the live feeds that Christmas ends up winning and she saved Ian. And it's like, how did we get to this point? Especially if she's like with Memphis and he actually thought of Ian as a backdoor target. We come to figure out basically by what they show us here is he's playing it way too close to the vest even with his own alliance too close yeah yeah he 
He didn't even let Christmas know that this was a backdoor target of his. And had he disclosed that, she wouldn't have picked him. Yeah. So it's on him. Yeah, I know. She could have been like, okay, cool. Like, I'll pick someone else. Um... Yeah, and that's, like, a, a mini fault. Like, I get, like, not, not wanting to, like, review your targets. But if you're, like, with someone, like, you can, like, work together to get that person out. So, yeah. Um, and then, eventually, it Christmas... Came, like, take took to two minutes till everybody else swiped in. Right, two minutes. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, Christmas and Ian did have a talk, though. Oh, yeah. Um... And that was actually pretty good timing, honestly, for Ian, because it was like, oh, like, are you going to play or not? And she's like, yeah, like, I might, I don't know. Um, but then she was like, think- I, th- I think she was like, wanting to like, go for it to like, prove herself as like a g- good competitor. And obviously she crushed it. So like, we already know. But um, her and Ian like, talked for a little bit. And he was like, oh, like, I can't offer you anything right now. But like, in the future, like, I got you. And she's like, yeah, no, like, I, I, I could, like, that'd be cool. And so, so it's, like, an a, agreement on their part. And she freaking crushes it, like. <laughs> yeah, and the interesting thing is afterwards, how she's, like, so excited to Memphis. She's like, yeah, yeah like, this is like, great. And he doesn't say it, but you can read it on his face. We know he thought Ian was a backdoor target. And she's like, yeah, Ian. And he's like, yeah, tell me about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> immediately when when um, Christmas came in after, like, Celebrate or whatever, it was just them two. And Memphis was, like, so, like, ugh. Like, yeah. you could just like, read it. Yeah. And Christmas was, like, all excited, like, yes, I did it. I got it. I crushed it. Like, woo me. And it's, like, totally opposite vibes. And, like, Christmas, like, sees, like, she can, like, feel the vibe. And she's, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, which like, is weird. Because the best, like, not the best thing he says, but, like, his response to her is basically was like, I see how that could benefit you. Okay, and it's fine, like, whatever, like. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, like I said, it it was uh, David clocked in at, with 30 minutes to go, so leaving nothing to chance. But everybody else waits till the final two minutes. Then it's Cody... I'll do a little bit of play-by-play here. Is then it's Ian, then it's Kevin, and he scan tries to scan multiple times. All the while, Nicole A watches every single person goes by. Yeah, this is what you're talking about earlier. And then with nine seconds, Christmas gets in, and then. Bailey and Davon run over with like two and like one seconds left. They get in as the competition closes and Nicole just sits there. Yeah, that was crazy. I feel like that's just part of like, they're probably like, ooh, like we know people are going to want to scan in like the last second. That's just like kind of wild to me. Yeah, it's fun that way too, especially like I wish she would have scanned in, not that she would have, it would have benefited her, but it, it it actually made for drama the fact you had somebody watch everybody and not do it. Yeah. They you know they did it and they gave they gave him a reason. She gave him a reason. She, I don't think she was she was a top level target for him, but he gave her and he gave she gave him an easy excuse. Like I told you to play. You were Everybody else played that I told to play. You didn't. Wait, you mean he gave her? Yeah, he told he Nicole. Easy, yeah. Like, you really need to play. He's basically telling you he's going to put you up. So. Yeah. But yeah, we should talk a little bit about what the actual competition was. The safety suite competition. God, the room looks so nice. Ugh, I want to live there. Okay, so yeah, the actual comp. Um, there's, like, a little cute little, like, bar set up, and I'm like, oh, parties, like, I can just see it, like, oh, god, okay, um, that's, like, my plan for, like, future living, like, that type of setup right there, um, but no, it's, like, it looks really cute, like, it's a little bar, and there's, like, these, like, fake wooden alcoholic drink blocks or whatever and they have like a certain amount of weight to them like each block is a different weight and you have to um it's it's, it's a timed comp obviously um and you have to like balance the different 
cups onto the table and the table is like hella wonky and it moves so you have to move the drinks around to where the table levels out and it's all about balance right exactly and so the interesting thing that happened here was pretty much everybody went to the first easier table first to try to balance it three drinks on that one and i think around five possibly more on the other one right and christmas crushes the time here and she went to the second one first doing the harder one first leaving the easier one second and that's how she really crushed the time yeah i feel like that type of um strategy i remember i used to do that in school sometimes with tests and it always did feel easier but i never like kept up that strategy so honestly you know it probably does work um the idea of getting the harder stuff out of the way and just leaving the easy stuff that you know you can do like that's that's like okay so five versus three you know the three isn't gonna take that long so it makes sense like how long it took other people with like the harder drinks because there was more to deal with and they're like hella frustrated compared to getting it out of the way maybe having to do it i don't know one two three times and then quickly doing the easy one right right exactly so, um, in order of descending time from worst to winner, uh, Devon sadly had the worst time at 8.41. I felt bad because she thought she did really good. I was like, oh, honey. Yeah. She thought she did good, but at the same time, she provided uh, some entertaining. Uh, she did her classic, like, wide-eyed look. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because they use it on her intro photo at the start of the show when they do the names at the start of the titles. Right. They have her, like, classic wide eyes expression and she did that like trying to balance the table but uh, yeah she did end up clocking in at 841 yeah she's like why is the eight in there like yeah exactly should have been 41 seconds so uh the next time was ian at three minutes 16 seconds he had a comment about uh he had never worked in um like the restaurant industry and this shows he's not cut out for it or something so then the next time sadly was david at 253 they did save him in the reveal for last as far as like the reveal because it it did mean a lot for him Mm -hmm. being that he was this potential block target uh, yeah, the next was Bailey at 2 minutes 48 seconds. Cody. Then Cody at 2 minutes 44. And he was a bartender in the past, so he was like, ooh, I'm going to do hella good. Yeah, he did, but uh, there was a couple times I saw I caught him. Uh, and I don't think he was trying to throw it, but he was a little too casual with his walk. And he could have cut into the time. Yeah. Especially between that second table. I saw him walking over and maybe he was scared he was going to like rock the building. (laughs) Like, I don't think he would have, but he was like, or like whoosh, like he was going to send an air wave or something. So, but either way. um, Kevin, I think. Yeah. We got Kevin at two minutes, 22 seconds. So he did come in second. Very impressive. And that finally leaves our winner, Christmas, with a crushing time of only a minute and 38 seconds. Yeah, and that kind of blew everyone away. It was funny because her um, on the actual board that we're um, getting all these numbers off of, and it was kind of hard for us to like distinguish, like, okay, that time and then that time, Christmas was shown as third. And so when we went from Davon to Bailey, which was... Um, the, eight to two. Yeah, eight to two, and those are the first two names that popped up on the screen. Um, everyone thought Bailey was like, oh, and then Christmas was like... And then Christmas is obviously 138, and everyone was like, oh, damn. <laughs> right. And then it was crazy, too, because Kevin's time was next, 222. That beat Bailey's, but yeah, it doesn't come close to Christmas's. It's like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's 40, yeah. Yeah, wow. That's that's a crazy amount of time. So, in the end, um, Christmas... Uh, wins she ends up saving Ian he's super excited because he's like wow it worked 
Like, she did it. She saved me. And it works out for him because uh, I think this is a good time to mention the whole... uh, what we've been seeing on the live feeds is the punishment and it's great it's perfect for live feeds he has a closet full of costumes that is in the room with all the food the pantry and he has to sometimes just him suit up but other times he has to recruit other people to play other parts across from him yeah it's acting and it's awesome because it's like a sci-fi I don't know, like, hints of romance, kind of. Yeah, space drama. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, like, it's cute, too, because it's, like, overdramatic, but that, like, that's partly of what theater is, and I'm like, oh, this is, like, amazing. Like, I'd totally do this any day. The funniest thing that had me laughing right off the bat is uh, the first one we caught. Uh, Davon uh, volunteered to be the uh, She's an villain. Cause, yeah, because she's also an acting coach. Right. Um, she put on the, the alien head, this uh, mask alien head, and then had the sword. And just, like, the like body makeup with the, with the mask head and the sword, and she's holding the book of the lines. <laughs> it looks so funny. I swear, like, there's got to be, like, a screenshot or a video somewhere, guys. Like, please go look it up. Like, you won't regret it. It's so funny. Like, just, like, day, like, standing with, like, a sword and lyrics, like, it's so good. And it's funny, too, because she, like, she gets a kick out of it, like, she hell like, laughs, and she's, like, because she saw what it looked like, and it was, like, oh, my gosh, like. Yeah, (laughs) and so, like, you should definitely just go see it, but he, like has to say all these lines about like you you killed my father he was the best man in the galaxy and like this is for you dad and this is for you mom and like my space whatever pup or something yeah my space dog pluto yeah and then like uh what's the milky way line oh i can't remember the milky way line Uh, but like i like whenever like ian has a line like it's it's so funny how the way like day responded to she's like because because she's like getting stabbed or whatever by a sword and she's like finish me yeah yeah on the ground yeah. and then to top that off the funniest thing too was uh, before i left this morning i decided to check in and it was a good thing i did it was like six in the morning and of course they had him get up and do it i was like this is great because normally when i check in of course they're sleeping it's like nothing going on you know when i leave these early mornings but uh it was funny because of all things like i saw them getting ready in the room so then i decided to to record a little video to share with jade and it cut to i think he's also required to have at least one audience member watch and for some reason yeah it was like otherwise i can't understand why i still don't know who was playing the uh space villain at six in the morning okay that might have been why but uh (laughs) instead of focusing on them they focused in on uh, bailey on the couch and she was like laying like face down and like yeah or like eye was closed and she was like it was just kept cracking and she was like trying to smile but then the eye kept closing at the end she was like it was almost like she was like out of it and incoherent she was like that's cute that was that was the cute one and it was like what do you mean (laughs) like that was the good take (laughs) yeah so yeah no it was a it was a good video (laughs) right well, to put a, we're gonna need to put a wrap on this soon, both because uh, we're coming to close to already an hour, surprisingly. But on top of that, the phone's getting low, so I want to put a wrap on it. But uh, we did cover pretty much everything in the episode. Uh, we do finally get the nomination ceremony, and it's uh, as we know, it's David and Nicole A. And she obviously took it hard. But yeah, it wasn't nearly as cracked up as bad as we thought Honestly, it was. Like, I, I I said this to you, and I'll, like, say it on the pod. Like, I consider myself a very sensitive person. Like, I get my feelings hurt um, by, like, random things. So, but, like, watching this and, like, hearing it, I was like, 
he said like one line I and I can't remember what it was that's how you know like it didn't even matter that much like I've heard so much worse on this show so much like different like like sucky mean lines that the house guests say like when they nominate people and I'm like that wasn't bad at all like <laughs> yeah just think of like Zach and yes he was the Joker and it was hard to take anything he took seriously but the way he did his nominations so dramatic and like like the whole uh if we looked up the big brother dictionary the, the yeah. definition of the word floater it'd be a picture of you you know that whole yeah. thing like it wasn't near anywhere near that level he basically said we had heard it but it was basically just the equivalent of i told you to play for the ceremony you didn't and you know you're going up and then yeah david you know you want to play you know with the in the big league then you know here you go like whatever and like he did you got to remember this is at this point the nomination ceremony and at this time he still can play for the veto. He's not like backdooring these people. They ha- still have the game in their hands. So um yeah, Memphis hasn't been like the most fun in the house or the coolest person, but he's far from a villain. Like he just plays the game in a certain way. And yeah, Nicole took it really hard. Uh, she frowned immediately and then obviously had a few tears afterwards. And they cut to a, a sweet shot during the credit of uh, her getting a hug from Cody. And, you know, man, he is, he's, he's a nice guy. I always joke. He really is. I always joke about the Zingbot line where he said, uh, Cody, you're oh such a nice guy. You haven't made any enemies this summer. And I don't know, like, it's hard to get away from that mentality. Like, I wouldn't feel that way if he didn't keep doing nice guy things. Yeah. That's why I keep getting drawn to that line with him. For sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get that. He does seem like a genuinely nice, like, cool, fun guy. Um, just real quick, in, like, the most, like, loving way possible. You guys don't know how many times I've heard all the big brother lines that Dad's been saying. Like... So many, all day. Let's roll. So, just all of them. And I'm like, half the time I'm like, I think I hear it, and you don't even say anything. What's, 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 an, what's another one, then? Uh, conspiring? I don't know. Um, Tyler's thing. Um, God, I'm not a villain like that. Oh my god, yeah. I feel like sometimes you don't even say it, but I hear it in my head, and I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm going insane. Yeah. Oh, this is another one I've been saying a lot. Oh, because I was we were talking uh, about Nick. The, no, no. <laughs> you know, okay. No. Well, you, if you watch Big Brother, you know Nick's line. I'll spare Jade from it this time. Okay, cool. So, anyways, long pod this time. We had a lot of fun, though, so hopefully you did, too. Um, we might be back if something dramatic and interesting happens on the live feed. Otherwise, we'll be back on Wednesday night to cover what happens with the veto ceremony. We know what happens there. We already kind of covered that last time. But, uh, yeah, we'll get more into that. Uh, any other final thoughts? We got, we got a few minutes if there's anything else that came to mind. Um, no, not really. Just, um, thank you guys for always listening and i hope you like this super long one (laughs) yeah yeah um like i said uh, we'll be back soon and until next time have fun be safe and we'll see you next time east society